Hello and welcome to Keep the Podcast Alive. My name is Paul Smith. My guest this week is Simon Burrows. Simon, how are you doing? Hello there. I'm pretty good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, enjoying the weather. We've had some. We've had some glorious sunshine um, down in South Wales this week. So, um, yeah, just just been lazing around, really. Sounds good. Catching a, a t-shirt suntan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds a really good idea. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. Um, I know you do a little bit in the music in the music um, business. So tell people what you do, where we can find you and stuff. Um, we'll I'll pop whatever links you send me into my YouTube channel anyway. So yeah, tell us about yourself. Well, uh, first things first, I'm Simon, obviously. Um, I'm 37 years old. Uh, I'm sure you don't want to know everything about me. But the main thing is, uh, like you said, I do promote musicians of unsigned and independent artists and bands from around the world. You can find me on Facebook at Simon Says Music Promotions, www.facebook.com forward slash Simon Says Music Promotions. But like you said, you can put the link up. so people Yeah, can... I'll pop the link into yeah, my YouTube, this video on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, because it is a bit of a, a bit of a mouthful, even I can't say it properly. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so what do you do? Uh, so uh, I discover unsigned and independent, like I say, unsigned artists and bands. And because they don't get the recognition they deserve, I decide to promote them on the page, all entirely for free, and uh, just make sure that, well, hopefully get um, enough people to discover them as well. Amazing. So so do you, like, post links to their, their, their music and stuff in there, do you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I post videos. I create, um, uh, what is it? I sometimes create tour posters for them. I will uh, share, obviously, share posts um, like most people do. Yeah. Um, I've done a few photo shoots for a few people. Uh, in the photo, I've done a couple of like say live videos, which I will also share. I'm hoping to make an ad. Uh, well, I've started a podcast as well for unsigned artists, which I will send you the YouTube link to that, which is Simon Says Music Promotions again. But it hasn't obviously got enough subscribers yet, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't change the URL. Or, what is it? I think the URL doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah. So I just um. Well, I love music. I've had a great passion for it from such a young age. age. I just thought because people like, say, Adele and Ed Sheeran as much as we all love them or hate them, depending on who you are. I'm not I won't give you my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not judging. Yet. Um, but I just thought because these people don't get the recognition that they deserve, I mean, fair enough if somebody like Ed Sheeran or, say, Adele, for example, her hello video got like 50 billion views or million views or whatever it was. And these guys only get five five views on their videos. I just want to know that there are people who listen to them and there are people that love them. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. You know, the, these these people need, you know, um, guys like you and, and everyone else behind them because, you know, what happens when, you know, um, so many years down the line, you know, people like Ed Sheeran and Adele decide to stop making music. Where, where do we go from there? So, you know, um, we need we need to keep these guys coming through, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's it sounds like you're doing a good deed for for unsigned musicians, mate. So uh, kudos to you for that. No, thank you. Well, it's only just started, but it started, like I say, it's only just celebrated its fifth birthday, which is incredible. 
and the amount of followers and likes I've got, which I don't want to obviously blow my own trumpet in and sound like a dickhead or a bighead or both, by saying that it's blown through the roof is just incredible. I've never seen, I never thought in a million years that a page that I've just created would impact so many people. Yeah, no, no, it's wicked. You know, it's yeah, it's great. You know, and 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 that's that that's what I love about my podcast as well. You know, it's you know, it's it's not like I've got millions and millions of views, but you know, um, even if fifty people want to listen to one episode of my podcast, then it makes my day. And you know, um, the whole reason it started is for you know, um, for people to hear. You know, people's stories and, and other people's stories and memories of of this great bands that we all love. Yes. So, yeah. No, it makes my day. Like I said, it, 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 I'm not doing it for, um, and, and you're not doing it for yourself. I'm not doing no, it for myself. Yeah. You know, I'm, I I do this just purely because um, I love hearing people talk about stereophonics and I want other people to, to listen to these stories as well. So. Um, amazing. Um, we are a Stereophonics podcast and we're here to talk about, you know, my favourite band. Um, and I guess I want to talk to you about where they kind of, where they fit in in your um, life, I guess. So take take me back to the start. You know, you, you, you like discovering bands and, and artists. Yes. Tell me about the time when you discovered Stereophonics. How well known were they at that point? Uh, well, to be to be honest with you, I'm, and I hate to say this to people, but I probably only really discovered them probably about, say, about six or seven years ago. Okay, wow. So I'm quite a new fan to the... I knew, Obviously, I knew of them, and I knew yeah. who they were, because of, like I say, an example being Have a Nice Day, their single, which was played over and over and over again on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I just thought, yeah, that was really catching. And then I never really listened to them until, like, say, six or seven years ago, when yeah. a mutual friend of ours, I don't know if he's been on the podcast yet, but Pete Brand, I don't know. I, I, Pete, I've been talking to Pete about coming on. He is going to yeah. come on at some point. We will he make you go on there, Pete, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, I'll sing it. That may yeah. be on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, go on. Because, yeah, well, his, as you know, his dad produced... Um, the first couple of uh, Stereophonics albums. Yeah. But he was the tech guy and everything else in between at the local college I went to. And because okay. I, and uh, because we're the same age of 18 <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> and a bit, um, we had the same kind of in interest. Like we like obviously Guns N' Roses, ACDC, all the heavy metal bands. But he was telling me all about how his dad, father, how his father um produced um like the uh, stereophonics so then because of that very reason i started thinking oh they're actually quite cool yeah not because they obviously dad produced them but i thought i'd actually go away and listen to one or two of their albums i thought oh, they're really good and then 2018 came and i had the opportunity to go with me and another friend to see uh stereophonics at the rise festival in the essex i think and crap at Jobs, I can remember. Okay. But we saw, and we saw that was probably, well, that was the first time I've actually seen Stereophonics live. And was okay. Blown away by them. Amazing. So, like, so I'm not like an old Stereophonics fan, sadly, but I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in terms of, um, you know, we, we, 
where do they rank in sort of your favorite band sort of <laughs> levels? Uh, sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, I was going to say that's a prick. They're definitely in my top five. Okay, amazing. Give me some other bands that are in that top five. Oh, this is going to be my cheesy t- uh, taste of music now. NSYNC. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Backstreet Boys, definitely. <laughs> Bewitched and all that lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking well, uh, one of them has to be Fleetwood Mac. I love them from. I mean, they're probably one of the first bands I've ever listened to when I was about six or so. And I've yeah. loved them ever since. Uh, I think I'd be. I don't know. I think we might be around a similar age, but my dad listened to a lot of Fleetwood Mac as well. Great bands. Yeah, I- I was going to say, I only listen to old people's music, apparently. I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my daughter tells me all it's, the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Beatles, obviously, would have to be in the top five. Yeah. Who? The Beatles. The Beatles, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Cause, even though they're cheesy, but I love them. Okay. Yeah, I just love, well, I just love how, um, I was going to say how Irish they are. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Um, who are, uh, ACDC, definitely. Uh, ooh. Well, yeah, that's, that, yeah, so if, if you put phonics in there, that's your top five, is that? Yeah, exactly. But then my top five would probably change because of how, even though they are the, still the same band, they would probably change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite a diverse, you know, mix in your top yes. five there. Yeah, which is always healthy to have, you know, a mixture, I guess. Oh, no, wicked. Um, I know, obviously, Pete's told you about this band. Uh, what album did you go and listen to first? Uh, Word Gets Around. Okay, back to the start. Yes, yeah. I'm one of these people who, okay, yes, I do dip in from album to album, but I thought rather than, like, say, go to something that's been released, say, two months ago, I would go back to the beginning and then I'm one of these, uh, I don't know how you call it, I use Spotify. Sorry, people. Uh, <laughs> but I use it and I, um, I just thought I'd start from the beginning and see what I thought amazing amazing and and have you, do you have a favorite album are, are, are you up to speed i'll ask you first are you have you listened to all of them including uh Uchia? yes yeah yeah oh this is gonna be a tricky question so i i don't really have a favorite album as such uh, uh, no that's a really tricky question because i like the tracks from each one yeah i guess i guess they all differ don't they yeah. The first two, obviously, not because Pete introduced me to them, but they are good, really good albums. Yeah. And like I say, Ucha has been a, an amazing album too. It's, I think I read on one of the um, Facebook pages or somewhere, somebody said it's like a greatest hits album that never was. And I think it actually sums it up perfectly. Because after the was <coughs> decade, decade in the Sun, which was <laughs> sadly uh, too obvious, it was 10 years ago, yeah since ne- until this new album now yeah this is for me is i would say it is like a greatest album that never was yeah and it, i there was an interview with kelly way before you know um Ucha came around where the original plan for this album was going to be sort of a compilation of greatest hits album and then um he, he came across a load of old phones and stuff and where he'd had a load of songs um kind of stored on hard drives and stuff and and he's he's just decided to to kind of rework and 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 remaster you know a lot of these songs i, I think some of them are new uh some of them are old but 
I can see what you're saying. Uh, you know, some like Forever, for for example, is is a B side mm. from years and years and years ago. Um, uh, I can't remember the, the the song that it was the B side to, but um, yeah, some of them are kind of songs that never quite made an album years ago, but it, you know, has been reworked, uh, you know, for this album, which you know it. <sighs> Uchar is is I love I love the Uchar album, you know uh, I think in my heart the first two are you know will always be my favorite two yeah. because simply because you know it was the start and it was the beginning and and the, you know the rise of you know the beginning of the rise of the stereophonics but Uchar is definitely it's a toss up between that and Jeep for for third I guess. In, in my opinion, for me, um, you know, I, I think sound wise, Kelly's voice is the best on this album that has yes. ever been. It sounds um, more mature as well. Yeah. And I think it's obviously, you know, he's had operations on his throat and stuff. And, you know, um, I don't know if you've seen the um, don't don't let the devil documentary on on Amazon. But, you know, I think when the doctor told him that he may never sing again, that operation had the exact opposite. It was like, you're never, you, you're going to sound the best you've ever sounded after it, rather than you're not going to sing again. So, um, you know, yeah, it, it, the sound on that, this album is incredible. Yeah. And, you know, um, I want to touch on the gig last Saturday at some point. Um, oh, definitely. But here in, um hinges live was just like especially when kelly did he did his little showman bit beforehand where he's playing his solo playing the guitar doing his little solo and then he'd play a note and then the flames would come up and he plays to the crowd a bit you know he's like he goes that you yeah. know that sort of thing just I to love get that screaming i i love it but then he, you know, he, he walks back along the runway and then he kicks into hinges the, the um, you know, the rift at the beginning and he just makes it look so effortless. And my missus was with me and, um, you know, she, she she's a little bit of a phonics fan. I think she was there more for Tom Jones, but <laughs> she and she turned and she said he makes that look so fucking easy and it's such a skill. But he makes it effort looks effortless. They all yeah. do, you know. Jamie on the drums, they all do. But Bastard. like I was just <laughs> I mesmerized. I yeah. Wish I could have that kind of. Well, I don't sing or don't play, but <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I I've got a guitar, but I I'm like I don't know if you've ever seen the vid. There's a video on YouTube, I think, called Angry Guitar Man, and that is me trying to learn to play the guitar. So I guess so frustrated, but uh, you know I might get there one day. But <laughs> I don't have the patience. So I'm not honest. Um, so obviously you saw the boys okay. at um, the festival. <clears throat> have you seen yes. them? Have you seen them anywhere else? Else, you know, no, no, gigs? never seen them. No, no. Okay, I'm, like I said, I'm still a newbie to it, but I'd love to see them again. <laughs> if anyone's got any free tickets, going free, you know where to find me. Well. Last Saturday, um, I I had a I had a ticket in the end. Um, um, I <laughs> I was a little bit pissed off about it. So um, I 
I've said on this podcast that we got seating tickets simply because um, we had an elderly next door neighbor who was coming with us because she wanted to see Tom Jones. So I I was like, we can't make her stand up. So yeah. we get seat, we got seating tickets. And then a few days before the gig, she decides to fuck off to Turkey, and she's like, yeah. "Oh, you can just you can just get rid of my ticket. I don't want to come no more." So we could have got standing. Um, so in the end, I took my um, I took my wife's stepdad, and he, he he had a bloody ball. Fair play to him, you know. He he was up and he was dancing, but I didn't sit down all night. Um, but you know, if, if we'd spoken, mate, I could have I yeah. would have had a ticket for you. Um, but no, it's on your to-do list, is it? Yes, yeah. Well, like I say, I did watch the uh, concert on the uh, TV, which obviously yeah. is not the same. But I found it that no, was amazing, really amazing show. Yeah, I think I, I saw it several times on the telly afterwards. Um, amazing show, I think. You know, th- for for obvious reasons, they did um drown out the sound of the crowd throughout most yeah, most of it off. because <laughs> you know obviously on the telly you just want to hear the band sing and the band play yeah, yeah, but, um <laughs> whilst being there i at some in, in certain points i couldn't even hear the band it was just fucking 60 70 whatever it was thousand people just singing yeah. you know traffic or or whatever yeah I, I really like the uh, touch at the beginning of the uh, concert. Though. The anthem? Yes. The uh, bit at the beginning with the Welsh choir. That was just... Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, I... well, it's not really a piss take as well, so it is. But it was just like a homage to their home. That's the yeah, homage. and, you know, I, I don't know if they they, they... they probably don't do it outside of Wales, but it, when they come to Wales, they do um, they do that. They, uh, they They've never had a choir, but... What they usually do is on the big screens they put like highlights of um, the Welsh rugby team. Joe Calzaghi, you know, um, is on there. All, all the Welsh legends, I guess. Well, I'll tell you um, what: if they ever bring Catherine Jenkins there, I'm definitely going. <laughs> You're a fan of her, are you? Oh yes. Yeah. Her music. Just or... Well, yeah, I'm just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know she's what got to a say. Accent. <laughs> a no, she's she's a lovely woman, Catherine Jenkins. I haven't seen her for a while. No, I think she's actually in the process of recording a new album. From Is what she? I've heard. Is she? She replied to my she... tweet the other day, so I'm really happy. Did she? There we go. There we go. Um, I think she's got she's had a couple of kids as well recently, yes, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah. 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 Because yeah, she's slightly younger than my sister, but my sister her children are the same age as my sister, so okay okay there we go not that i'm stalking uh, catherine mind you <laughs> if you're listening though catherine <laughs> yeah you could end up with a restraining order yeah, sign exactly. <laughs> yeah she needs to talk with the stereophonics there you go. Uh, do, uh, do you know why you can i i don't i can't even think about how that gig would go catherine jenkins opening for a rock band that'd be quite cool though i think it'd be really it'd be interesting yeah. but i mean she's covered quite a few rock songs i mean she covered for, we're talking about catherine jenkins now but She's covered, uh, she covered Bring Me to Life by uh, Evanescence. Evanescence. Yeah. Did Sorry, she? I, yeah. It's not obviously like it's, uh, Yeah, yeah. It's not the same. There you go. It's my singing voice. And yeah. then she did um, Who Wants to Live by, uh, Forever by the Queen. By the Queen. The Queen. 
Yeah, Queen Elizabeth. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see their queen do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, that's another one of my favourite bands. I've got to mention Queen, but that's not. I love Queen. I do love Queen. I think I think everybody's got a soft spot for Queen, haven't they? Oh, definitely. Um, um, but yeah, the choir. I, I like. I said. I yeah. You said it. It was genius. Um, it was different. You know, to what they usually do. Like I said, they normally have like a a montage of Welsh legends on the big screen, the rugby, the boxing, you know, um, not so much the football, but recently they probably could do the football. Um, but the story of um, of how it came about, I don't know, have you heard the story about how that came about? I haven't, but I'd love to know more. So basically, um, Kelly uh, bumped into a, an old headmaster in a supermarket um, a little while back, and they were talking about doing something together um and then obviously covid came around i think they were planning on doing something during covid maybe the um uh i don't know if it might have been the one at the the motor point in cardiff that was just at just a few days before lockdown maybe the one that got a load of shit in the press oh yeah, yeah. uh, uh it, it might have been that one um uh, or something during covid um so it didn't come around and then obviously this this homecoming gig was announced for December, and that's when they decided to, um, you know, to get a get, get together and do it because that headmaster is now um, kind of one of the what I don't know what they call them, but one of the top people in the in the Cumbach choir. So um, you know, for anybody who's who's not from South Wales or doesn't know it very well, Cumbach is. I don't know, maybe a mile or two from Kamaman, um, another little village on the other side of the valley um, to Kamaman. Um, I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so so he was headmaster in Kelly's school, and it turns out today I saw on Facebook my dad put a post up that he was also my dad's headmaster. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Um, so um, there's a little link there. Um, so he, he was top top dog with a cane apparently this headmaster but um there we are so that's how we came about um and and uh, yeah like i said touch of genius because the crowd after that anthem was just ready to go yeah they were so riled up and there was no no kind of there wasn't a pause in between the choir hadn't even got off the stage before yeah. the lights came on and kelly's on the end of that runway busting into Celavi, the choir were just still there. Um, See, that's what I loved it, about it, though, because there was no, like you say, there was, what was it, the trans, I think it's like the transformation between them and Kelly. Yeah. And obviously, the rest of the band was just... That's made. it. That That is it. It, it, was, it was literally, it was almost instantly, you know, the that little that little rift into Celavi, and it was everybody was bouncing and raring to go at that point it was incredible honest to god sign i didn't you know i thought we would talk about this gig later on in the podcast yeah. but genuinely oh. the best gig not just telephonics the best gig i've ever been to um i laughed i cried a little bit that anthem got me going man um like normally i even had i had my mate with me as well who's not really a um a football fan but he's a massive rugby fan right and the, the rugby fans are, are meant to be renowned for the anthem and stuff but he was like i've never heard the anthem sang like that um i felt like i was there know. as well which was it's really surreal because 
if I get moved by a concert, like say that one, I feel like I'm even though I'm not there, I feel like I'm actually transported into it. Yeah, I, I can't really. Sorry, I'm doing the. Like a tragedy <laughs> dance. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's my favorite band, Steps. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I've just I've never felt so moved by something. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it was, <clears throat> I think, you know, the, the camera work from the BBC or whoever filmed it was like, watching it on telly, it almost feels like you were there because, you know, they got some of these, they got some great angles, you know, usually, you know, when, when TV companies film a gig, it's normally from one or two angles, you know, usually from the front and yes, maybe yeah. from the back and not a lot more but this this seemed to be covered from every every angle and it was it was it was, it was good work to be honest I, yeah. you know and talking camera angles and things i like the fact that they because like they do with like say the jubilee and like say the festival can't say it now festival festival of the remembrance yeah they seem to like do like a i don't know how you know when they start zooming in and out and making like like you're on a roller coaster why they didn't do that with it that gig, which, yeah which good, no. because i didn't want obviously to get um felt like i was on the car sickness thing yeah but it yeah. was just perfect work i thought yeah that's it um yeah it, it, it was it was good work i i was quite impressed with the way that um you know uh, it, it came across on tv yeah. you know a little bit like you know again i said like i said for obvious reasons they drowned out the crowd yeah for yeah. tv but you know um that's that's my only um part that i would be like why did you do that kind of thing apart from they did cut out a few songs as well yeah um you know i think mr writer wasn't on the tally um and a couple of others i, I don't know off the top of my head what was missing but definitely mr writer um but no uh, incredible gig I, st yeah. I still haven't come down to be honest i'm yeah. like i'm still bouncing um I think I took until about Wednesday to sober up as well, oh, wow. um, <laughs> because um, anybody who's been to a, 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 any gig in the Millennium Stadium or Principality Stadium will tell you trying to get out of Cardiff is a bloody nightmare afterwards. So me and my mates decided what we were going to, um, oh, we'll have a quick pint and then we'll wait for the taxi to die, the taxi queue to die down and we'll go home. So I think the gig finished, I don't know, maybe half 10, 11, something. And that quick pint turned into, um, we were in the taxi at 3.30 in the morning. Oh, God. Going on when I was like, fuck me, what have, what have we done? Like, uh, But yeah, it took me until about Wednesday to, to finally come around, I think. Um, but what a night, what a night. Um, it, incredible. Earlier in the week, um, I put out a little post asking for people to get in touch with some questions. Okay. Um, so should we have a conversation on some of these questions? Go for it. So the first one that came in is it's it's uh, a question that always gets talked about on this podcast anyway. Um, but I want to put it to you um, and I'll talk about mine as well. So Lauren on Instagram said, what's your favorite stereophonic song and why? Or what's your favorite Ooh. song and why? Now, what I want you to do is at the end, Simon, I'll ask you for your favorite stereophonic song um, because that's the one that we'll play at the end of the podcast. But tell me what is your favorite song in general? It doesn't have to be stereophonics. Ooh, that's hard because I love, so, like I said, I have so many uh, different bands, love so many different bands for different reasons. 
Ooh, that's a little tricky. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry. I give you a list of it. Yeah, yeah, sorry to put you on the spot, yeah. mate. Yeah, Stereophonic Song, I'd probably have to say You're My Star is probably one of the ones that I go to a lot. Okay, cool. Uh, why do I like it? Because just like I said, the simplicity of the lyrics, the nice, it's gentle rock as well. I do love um, heavy rock, don't get me wrong, but I just love that one because it also tells a story. It's just beautiful. Yeah, there's a bit, of, a bit of a story behind that yeah. one as and well, isn't it? And it's a bit of a lovey-dovey song, but yeah, just makes me happy. Yeah, no, great song, great song. And then, uh, thanks to Pete Brand, again, get on this bloody podcast, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> he went uh, beyond, I'm telling yes, you. Uh, pick a part that's new. Uh, I'm trying to say that without sounding like a pepper. Pick a part that's new is also a good song. Because I uh, when because Pete showed me the video to that because his dad makes a cameo in it, as you do. Oh, does he? Yeah, I think he's one of. Please forgive me if this is completely wrong, Pete, but I think he's one of the like the guards in the prison when obviously they're in the. Because I just love the Italian job anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not my favorite film, but I love. It's not one of my top ten films, but I do love the film. Yeah, no, I just love um... the uh, parody of it as well. And then, um, because that's also another catchy song, and uh, it's just every time I hear that now, I think of uh, Pete because he um, introduced me to a lot of it. Well, I suppose gave me a greater knowledge to who the stereophonics are. So, to that, I'm very yeah. grateful to you. Yeah, no, pick apart this new is um, that video in particular is one of my um, one of my earliest memories of seeing them on the telly. Um, you know, it. it it, it, I think that was round about the time when, you know, um, all these music channels, you know, um, it wasn't just MTV anymore. No, you know, no. you had all these, um, you know, the, the ones you could pay to you know, pay, play yeah. certain songs on and stuff. Um, Smash it, pick apart new. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was on that channel quite a lot. Um, you know, so after. I think after what was the first few singles from performance and cocktails, things like. Um, bartender and just looking i think with a f my first the first few times i saw a stereophonics you know a, a video on, yeah, yeah. on those but pick apart that's new wasn't far behind them um you know and and before that i hadn't really seen um you know any music videos from stereophonics it was just a couple of times they were on top of the pops and, and that was yeah, about yeah. it really um you know it, all all my earlier than earlier than the box and stuff all my kind of listening was on cd and cassette yeah, yeah. so yeah it, i i i got vivid memories of the pick apart this new video and, I think you know, it was um, from, what you 1999 i think oh, wow. something like that yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> and um you know my, my next door neighbor um was one of the first people to have sky digital in our street so we'd all go around his house um we we bunk off school and go around his house and watch the box all day um <laughs> and uh, in between in between requesting songs like pick apart this new just looking and stuff we'd all, we'd run up his mother's telephone bill we'd always want the britney spears hit me one more time <laughs> video for some reason we, we would request that time after time after time after time um you know, no number one. <laughs> yeah, great memories. Um, God knows what his mother's phone bill was like. Yeah. Um, but just to answer Lauren's question, um, 
from my point of view. Mine, mine tends to change um, quite a bit depending on the mood, uh, my mood, you know, times in my life and stuff. For the last few years, it's always been, I want to get lost with you. Now, I, I, haven't, asked to, I haven't been asked this question directly and I made the pick um, for a little while. The last time I, I sat down and I thought about it, and I made a list of my top 20, I think, was on was maybe about 12 months ago. Um, and there was this thing on Twitter. It was something like, um, I can't remember what the challenge was called, but it was top 10 by 10 or something. So you, so basically they had a load of these bands and you'd pick their top, your top 10 or top 20 um songs by that particular band i only did the stereophonics um because that's the only one i care about really but there was oasis kings of leon blah 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 um and i put i want to get lost with you simply because um you know i got married three years ago and that was that's kind of me and my wife's song you know that's a song that we kind of you know every couple has their song yeah, yeah. that's that's ours basically but and I'm coming back to the gig last Saturday, right? The the passion and the power that Kelly put into All I Have Is You, I was oh. just like, wow, absolute wow. And all week I've been listening to that one song simply because of, of the way that he did it last Saturday. And I was like, I was just mesmerized. Mm. Like it's after after the shit that he's gone through with his throat, the the way that, you know, that song in part really tests his voice and he really almost shouts in certain parts. I'm like, you know, fair play to have the, to even have the balls to try something like that. Um, you know, that, that's, that's definitely since last Saturday, that's gone right up there alongside. I want to get lost with you, but, you know, Lauren, ask me again in a month's time and you might have to yeah, say, If you ask me, I was just going to say probably change. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one is, it's an interesting one, to be honest. I've never answered this question. So I'm, I'm off the top of my head. I'm going to, I'm going to try to, to answer it, but I'm going to ask you first, Sign. Oh, God, okay. Who's your, who's your favourite stereophonics band member and why? This Ooh. is from someone called Finenno on Instagram. Great question, that one. I like that. It is. It's mad, isn't it? Bloody hard to answer as well, because they're all unique in their own way. Yeah. I'm going to have to go for the obvious and say Kelly. Okay. Why? Oh, God, now. How long have you got? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to just have to read a quick snoop of my notes as well. On this. Yeah, go on, mate. Put your glasses on. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, <laughs> I can see it again. Uh, well, like I say, he doesn't actually, um, he's just unique in his own style as well because there is nobody like him, for one thing. I would say, yeah, uh, he has uh songs that are not cheesy pop, as it were. Yes, they might fall into a pop category, but they're not cheesy, like say Britney, for example. Yeah, like I so say, his songs actually tell, I think his uh, songs tell a lot of stories as well. No, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And yeah. some, um, if you read into the lyrics, which I most of these do, I find quite a lot of them to, like I say, they do tell stories, but they're quite uh, autobiographical in some respects. And also, uh, because I write lyrics when I have time, 
and I find it bloody hard to write decent lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've written about, say, about 15 songs in my life, and most of them are just depressing things about what I've gone through in life like that, like obviously most people write like that. Yeah, yeah. He's written things that are his life, but he's made them come to, like I say, they do come to life. And they don't have to rhyme either, because I find that if I'm writing songs, they need to rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense, but he doesn't need to make them rhyme. Yeah. And yes, no. Yeah, I'm sorry, Karen. No, you go on, mate. Go on. No, I'm just gonna say I'm waffling a load of shit. There. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm proficient in that. But the thing is, I really love the fact is, like I said, they are telling stories. And the thing it also I really like is, like say, you've got have a nice day with the catchy bit at the beginning. I'm not gonna sing it, don't worry. But they've got <laughs> catchy like ba da da da, for example, that everyone can join in yeah yeah and it just makes me feel that i wish i could write something like that rather than, okay fair enough i've written like i said about life experiences and things but yeah. i haven't written something that has got something catchy that yeah people can enjoy and then obviously you'll know that's a stereophonic song yeah no i mean well kelly started writing about life experiences that's where word gets around came from me so you might be you might be onto something there you know if you kind of stick stick out yeah, exactly. 25 years later when i'm <laughs> nearly 60. well paul mccartney played glass number at 80 mate you can do yeah, it exactly you can do it there's your challenge sign exactly. um, i'm gonna try and answer this question right and i'm gonna i'm gonna go through my kind of my thoughts on every band member well the, the four main ones um so Kelly is obviously he's the bo he's the boss man, isn't he? He's the um, front and center. He's the he's the the face of Sedophonics. It's his band. Um, like you said, the the best songwriter, <clears throat> the best songwriter that's ever lived, in my opinion. Um, you know, fantastic. You know, guitarist. Um, he's a showman. You know, he he's yeah. He, he's just Kelly Jones. That's that's yeah. him. You know, and he's he's just you know the best frontman of any band ever. You know, um, you know I know people like Freddie Mercury and stuff were fucking characters and, and amazing frontmen of bands, but you know Kelly Jones is is all it will always be my favourite and always be the best in my opinion. Um, Richard, he's just like a silent assassin. You don't hear about him. You don't hear from him he's he, he's kind of in interviews he doesn't he probably says the least you know um he talks the least um but again he just goes about his business you know um and he's he's been doing his business and, and smashing it for you know 25 30 years um adam the same um Adam, very similar to Richard, he, he 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 says a bit more than Richard. He's a bit more vocal. He's he's on social media and stuff, um, but again, he's almost like a silent assassin. He he just goes about his business and, and smashes it all the time. But I'm gonna say my favourite at this point in time, and probably has been for a few years, is Jamie, um, the drummer, simply because and it, and there is a bit of a a background behind it. So. Everybody who listens to this podcast will know that when Stuart left, uh, when Stuart left the band, I kind of 
took um, a bit of a, ba- a break from listening to them. And, and I just thought my my favourite band were not going to be anymore. Um, and, you know, I, I gave up listening to them. I gave up, you know, buying albums for a little while. Um, you know, I when Javier came in, I just thought it's not the same band. Um, you know, they, they took a, a different direction in music. Um, and then when Jamie came in and seeing the type of character that Jamie is, you know, he, he's a massive character. He's very, he's, a, he's, he's very energetic in, in very much like he's almost Stuart Cable 2.0. You know what I mean? He reminds me of so much of him, his character, the way that he plays, his showmanship. You know, he has his own little unique way. You know, he's always, you know, he, he plays the drums with no shoes on and he's always got colourful socks on. He's just a, a, mass, a bit of character about him. And Jamie made me fall in love with this band again. You know, the, the, the new music that they made. And I, I felt like, you know, um, when did Jamie come in? Um, I don't know, graffiti on the train, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know, but Jamie came in a few years after Stuart left, and um, and I because I wasn't listening to Stereophonics at the time, I I didn't really know that they changed drummer again, um, until I don't know, um, Scream Above the Sounds, maybe. What's that? Maybe five six years ago. Must be about five six. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so there was a quite a long break um in in kind of me not listening to them much but um when i i saw an interview with them um where jamie jamie did a lot of talking and and stuff and i thought this this is a a great character this is he he fits into the band so well so so well um and yeah, like I said, he made me fall in love with the band again, and and that's why he's my favourite. You know, he's he's kind of brought us back together, <laughs> reborn. Then again, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, like you know, um, this this new album, Uchid, is the you know is up there with the best of Stereophonics for me, um, uh, and I guess that's why I love them again. Um, you know, and I, I have gone back and I, I have listened to all the albums in between that I missed. You know, um, I think after Jeep, maybe I might have stopped for a while. So it would have been a good, I don't know, 10, 10 maybe more years. Yeah, maybe 10 years, maybe more that, you know, I I dipped in and out. My art wasn't in it. Um, but you know, we're back. We're back and back with a vengeance, yeah. And I think that Jamie plays a massive part in that. So um Fineno, that that's why Jamie's my favourite member of the band. Um yeah. Um and another talking point. Okay. Also also from Fineno. Um so I'm I'm already married. I don't know if you are Simon, no, but no. If, okay, so you're not. So, if you were going to get married, what where, what song, what stereophonic song would you have played at your wedding? Oh God! And Probably this is your, the top. 
this is a topic that's come up on this podcast a couple of times um one episode was almost based around it and it, it you know um uh the, a couple of episodes ago so it is a it is quite a, a topic that we talk about well i'd have to go with all my star again because it sounds like a love song that but well, it is a love song i suppose isn't it really? yeah yeah and, and yeah. i know it's cheesy as hell but it's just i don't know so because it sounds really sentimental shy for me, if i just said <laughs> it is because it is what it is i suppose yeah I, you know and like you said it is almost a love song it's not too rocky you know yeah. um and then also you've got i want to get lost with you which we mentioned or you mentioned earlier which is yeah a typical love song i suppose in a way yeah yeah but i mean uh, would you define the stereophonics of written and love song it's difficult isn't it because... it is difficult there's there's no obvious one that i would say is a love song yeah. you know they are songs like I want to get lost with you which is written about you know um i guess two people um you know in a i don't know in a relationship or in a partnership or getting together that's probably the most love song you yeah. know and, and what i want to do listen i'll invite the listeners at this point if they that's just off the top of my head if there's an obvious one please let us know yeah i was gonna say um, i don't think of anything you know i i sure that they've done covers of love songs yes, yes. i'm trying to think off the top of my head i can't think of one uh you know there's probably one on one of the albums somewhere that i just can't think of yeah. but you know um i want to get lost with you and things like you're my star are the obvious ones for me yeah um, it sounds like an obvious choice well obvious choice things but yeah and you know i want to get lost with you was played at my wedding it, you know we 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 had um we it wasn't our first dance or anything but you know it it played it played a big part in our wedding it was like the first song of like the evening entertainment sort of thing um maybe just after our first dance so um you know stereophonics played quite a big part in my my whole wedding you yeah, know first of all I, wedding, no 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 <laughs> um they I did get a wedding card from them on the day though. Oh, nice. Um, you know, you know, just wishing us, um, you know, happiness on our, our big day and stuff, um, which is usually up on my wall in my podcast room, but, um, I've had to move to the office with having a, I'm having my podcast room renovated. So, um, it's out of action. So I'm in my office. I've had to put this picture of Kelly and Jamie up on the wall. It's usually, um, <laughs> It's usually a picture of, um, well, it's not a picture. I've, I've got a Diego Maradona shirt that's normally sat there, <laughs> which is on the last episode. I forgot to change it, but <laughs> but there we are. Um, so you're my star. That's what you're going with, is that? Yes. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Um, and then the last one, and it's more of a talking point. It's not really a question. Okay. Um, but, you know, um, Craig Bunyan on Facebook was basically wanted us to discuss our opinions on why stereophonics don't really play big stadiums outside of cardiff now my i'll give you my opinion on this um stereophonics aren't really so in this in this in this question craig mentioned people like ed sheeran and stuff now um in my opinion stereophonics aren't commercialized like ed sheeran you know he's pushed so much by every radio station and 
every sort of media outlet that he could fill any stadium probably across the world because he's that commercialized yeah. whereas the stereophonics aren't um and as much as i think stereophonics could go to any big stadium in the uk and fill it multiple times over like they've just done with the millennium in cardiff oh, or the yeah. principality i i don't think they can I don't think they can be asked. You know what I mean? It, I was if, say, do they really need to do it? Though? I don't think they do. I don't think they do for a start. I mean, they, they're so, you know, they sell out everywhere they go in the UK anyway. Oh, goodness. You, you know, what's what's the... If I'm in Kelly Jones's position, you know, um, where he... I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe their, their management think there might be a risk in playing let's say somewhere like um wembley right that's got was it ninety thousand seats possibly i'm not sure what's the point in risking having because so i think they had seventy thousand in the principality on last saturday and that's maximum right that's yeah. the maximum that can fit in in the millennium if they go to Wembley, where it's ninety thousand seats, they could still pull in seventy thousand into that stadium, but it wouldn't be full. And and I guess that might be part of why they don't do it, simply because there's a risk of having empty seats. Yeah. You know, when they can go, they can go and fill smaller um, arenas. I don't know. That's just me thinking out loud. That's 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 the first thing that came to my head um but i also think they're so they're so big now they can pick and choose where they want to play anyway yeah you know definitely. and and fans will always go to see them they will always sell out wherever yeah. they play so you know i don't blame them for just wanting to have a choice about where they want to play yeah i was gonna say but i completely agree with you on that and i think it's, it's part of the reason why they don't play big festivals or a lot of big festivals you know they they can pick and choose where they want to play. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, Glastonbury is an odd one. People mention Glastonbury. Now, I think they did Glastonbury years and years and years ago. Now, to me, Glastonbury is not something I've ever been, I would like to go, I think, but it's not something I'm, I'm really interested in because yeah. Glastonbury have sort of, I don't know, I think, I, I don't think Stereophonics fit into a Glastonbury you know schedule simply because glastonbury in my mind is you have a load of not upcoming bands but nowhere near as popular as stereophonics and the yeah. headline is someone who's like paul mccartney who's maybe should have done it 30 years ago i was just gonna say somebody passed it like that <laughs> yeah and and you know it's maybe no stereophonics in 10 20 years time might headline glastonbury yeah because that's the type of headline act that glastonbury book you know, they, they book people who are genuinely legends, yeah. generally legends. And, I, you know, we can, we can debate whether State of Fonts are legends or not. I think they yes, are. They but, are. <laughs> you know, Glastonbury won't, probably won't book someone like that until they're as old as the Rolling Stones, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say, the Rolling Stones, but they'll never play. <laughs> but that's my opinion. What do you think? I'm pretty much in agreement with you, really, about the whole thing. Because, yeah, like you say, but I mean, Glastonbury appeals. I mean, for instance, my mum and dad are about the same age as the Rolling Stones. 
sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> but they do appeal to people like i mean paul mccartney like you say is 80 years old and then yeah. he's grown up with i would say grown up but he grew up with dogs he i mean that's when we started was about 50 years ago or so yeah yeah and then he's aged with it and people think he's a legend because he has aged with it and yeah. most people like who went to see him or heard him yesterday obviously were mixed ages but I mean, if you look at the Rolling Stones a few years ago, most of the people who were watching them were my pet were about the same age as the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, it, it's Glastonbury's always been a weird one to me. It's you know, and like I said, I'm, I've never been, so it. it no, I haven't. People can uh, disagree with me or not, but you know we we tend to have it on on the tv when it you know when when glastonbury's on like we watched a bit of port mccartney last night but um they don't for the hype that glastonbury gets i don't think the you know the bookings of the of the artists justify how popular the the, yeah. the festival is does that make sense yeah yeah i mean uh, definitely you know stereo well, stereophonics are immensely popular as we know but I don't think they need that popularity to be popular. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, and and that because might be part of it. They they think, you know, we, we don't need to be booked at Glastonbury to, yeah. to to show how good we are or how big we are or how popular we are. Yeah, they're amazing as they are. They don't exactly. need to have to because they get the recognition and because people buy their albums, people attend their shows. Exactly. I don't know if people and buy singles now because I don't. I, I, I can you even get singles these days i'm not sure i know you can obviously you know? on itunes and stuff but I mean, yeah it's all downloads these yeah. days isn't it oh god i have no idea bring back the single <laughs> chart in the good old days do you know what best of times best of times but like I said, um, the don't need to prove themselves to have bigger audiences that's it and i i don't think you know um i don't mean to sound vile but i don't think kelly's into like all this cock measuring contests of uh, how who's the biggest and who's the best and you know no, he, I don't he, need them no they, I, love I think they, they're just making their music and, and and people buy it and people go to their shows they don't yeah. need anything else i guess um and that's why i don't think i don't think it bothers them that they've only ever had number one one number one to be honest yeah. single you know I mean, uh, yeah because i was gonna say most of the songs i love are obviously part of the and everything never made number one no exactly and it used to be a big deal back in the day but i don't think having a number one is as is as big as what it is yeah. now to be honest yeah i mean one of my favorite songs by fleetwood mac i think only made number 68 or something but okay what is it as long as you follow okay new I one to me i can't i can't say i've heard it uh there we go. Well, I'll, I might have heard yeah, I'll link it to you. I'm not gonna sing it. It's a, <laughs> yeah. a Christine McPhee song, but it's just amazing. And I love the guitar solo in the uh the middle of it. Okay. What album is it on? Uh the Great album. No, no, no. Okay. No. Although I know there we go, go back to rumours. I know obviously everyone says it is one of their favourite albums of all time, which it is for me, but yeah. I'm sorry, but that is a classic album i i love rumors i, I do love them um, over rumors. and over and over again yeah i think if i had to pick my top 10 albums and took and i wasn't allowed to put any stereophonics in there i think rumors would be in there um but that's that's for another podcast not this yeah, one just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next week 
Um, so that's all the questions done. So, Simon, we're just about to come into the end of the podcast. Um, I'm going to do to you what I do to uh, most other guests, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, God. Um, and I want you to give me your top five in reverse order, stereophonic song. Um, and then number one being the song that we will play at the end of the episode, um, you know, play us out to. So okay. number number five, what we're we saying? Hanging on your hinges. Okay, from the latest album. From the latest Amazing. album. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I have song. to read my notes because I, like I said, my top five changes like anything. No, that that's fine, mate. I think most people that you'd ask, um, theirs would have changed recently as well. So, so number four is probably the bartender and the thief. Thief. I can't say probably thief. Thief. Yeah, or as they say around here, bartender and the thief. Yeah, there you go. I'm glad you said that. Okay. <laughs> I sound like Bruce Force I'm trying to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> number three, I sound like I'm doing top of the pops now. Knew yeah. it, number three. I want to get lost with you. My faith. Yeah, there you go. Lovey dovey song. Here we go. Number two, now this is going to be hard because I'm going to say these are joint first. So they're going okay. to a medley. <laughs> yeah, but we can only play one, so. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to say number two is going to be You're My Star. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, another lovely double one, but. Yeah. And then yeah. because this song was introduced to me by Pete Brand all those, all those years ago, like say six or seven years ago. Okay, I think I know what's coming. Then, it's going to be. <laughs> Pick Apart. It is pick about this new because Amazing. that song, because not because like I say I'm ever so grateful to him without sounding like a slushy bastard here, but yeah, because he introduced me to their music again, again after six or seven years ago, I've had a great love for them, yeah, because of that song, and I've really, I don't know, I've had a, like I say I've had a great respect for them. Yeah, it's probably going to be my number one choice. No, great choice, mate. We haven't had that song on on podcast yet, so I'm looking forward to um, to listening to that. Like I said earlier on in the podcast, it takes me right back to you know um, the days of bunking off school and, and watching um, the box every all day, every day. Um, and I never did that. Uh, <laughs> Teachers, if you're listening, I never did that. Really, no, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I, I'm going to enjoy listening to that one. Um, and and to be honest, I'm I'm going to. I'm going to speak to Pete Brand, um, you know, because a couple of times now we've spoken, we've said, listen, let's do this podcast because Pete is like the one guy that he has the most stories. Oh, I'm, uh, um, I can't to listen to him. Because... You know, so and, and everything, you know, that happens, um, you know, kind of in the stereophonics timeline, Pete has always got a story that yeah. about it or <laughs> that relates to it. So. Um, I really want to. I really want Pete to come on, to be honest. Um, yeah, and he I will come on. Him. I know he will. I'm messaging. Um, yeah, get him on. Um, and we've come close a couple of times, but yeah. you know, it, as as we find out, um, it's hard to get a time where both of us can commit. And I know yeah. it's only hour, one hour and a half, but it's hard to get a time to commit both of us at the same time. So I appreciate you coming on, Simon. No, well, thank um, you for inviting me. It, you know, it's been a pleasure speaking to you, mate. Um, like I said, I'll put all your, your links and stuff in the in the YouTube video. 
um, so people can find your page and 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 see what you're about and stuff. Um, any unsigned artists that might listen, yeah, you know, get in touch with Simon. Yeah, I do have an email address as well, which um, you can put down, or you can. Well, I'll give you my. Uh, yeah, read it out, mate, but also send it to me. Yeah. So it's Simon says music promotions at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And I'll or also pop that on, on my YouTube as well, all right? Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, um, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I know we've only got a couple of hours left, but um, well, have a good one, mate. Thank you. <laughs> you we'll, too. we'll catch up soon, all right, yeah. Simon?